How you doing, everyone? It is Sunday night, it's 8 o'clock, and it is time for a motherfucking broadcast. How the bloody hell are you? It's been a while since we've actually got to do the show live and in living colour on a Sunday night. So wherever you're watching, do me a favour, hit that share button. Uh, let, let's get as many people on as tonight, because we have an absolutely brilliant guest with for us. If, you, if I can actually talk, what the hell's going on? I'm just so overexcited. Let me explain... How broadcasts work. Yes, it's put on by these sexy motherfuckers at Broadbeard Oils. The way that works is very, very simple. They have amazing beard care, t-shirts, all types of stuff that you would need over at broadbeardoils.com. But this is brought to you absolutely free every Sunday night. And of course, during the week, you get the audio version, you get the video version, absolutely free. And what we do is we get to talk to weird and wonderful individuals from all types of backgrounds. We've had MMA fighters. We've had actors, we've had comedians, we've had writers, we've had barbers, we've had models, we've had BDSM models, we've had all man, we've had motivational speakers. We've got a guy that is running 88 marathons in 88 bloody days. Bona fide psychos on the show. And then there's me, Billy Kirkwood, guiding you through as we talk through that. We go through the we dig through the minds of these people's way a spoon. Think about it. And I just called them peoples. That's a worry. Right. Who is our guest tonight? We have got the wonderful Wrestle Beach. Which I'm, I always say and I always think I make it sound French for some reason. We've got the wonderful Emily Hayden. She's going to be joining us in just a wee second. And what we're going to be doing is, if you do have any questions that you'd like to put to Emily, here's what to do. Wherever you are, pop it in the comments. It should come straight through to me. I have discovered just doing this that apparently we're having trouble with Twitter. But don't worry about that. Pop it in the comments and I'll dig about the questions as we get through and have our chat with Emily. Shall we get cracking? I think we should. First of all, our guest is Wrestle Beach, Emily Hayden. She is a pro wrestler. She is a Twitch affiliate. There's a lot going on. We're going to be talking to her in seconds, but let's get to meet her. Uh, oh, there she's there. You're not meant to be on the video right now. <laughs> there has been a little mistake. Shall we play your video? Yes, let's play my video. Let's go for it. <laughs> Man, this was going to be so slick. <laughs> so I'll tell you what, John, when you're putting up the video version of it that isn't live, tell you what, I can make that looks like as hell. So ladies and gentlemen, please, would you welcome pro wrestling star, Twitch affiliate, Wrestle Beach, Miss Emily Hayden to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sorry, pal. I don't know what I fucked up there. Literally, if you... <laughs> If you'd have seen it, I'll tell you what, this is where we are in 2022. As I was getting into the intro, uh, my uh, my um, a rapid antigen test slipped down and hit my mouse. So there we go. There wow. We go. And, I, and I can tell you that I am testing negative. So uh, I'm glad I wasn't doing like anything awkward, you know? Like, oh, my goodness. My Listen, we'll, you know? <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for the, the, the Twitch stream. How the devil are you, pal? Oh, I'm very well, thank you. Thank you again so much for having me on. I was so excited when you asked me to be on it. Very oh, well, oh, well, you might be the first. You might be the first. <laughs> Trust me, I'll not be like that at the end when you're trying to uh, take it from the records. I notice this is the coolest thing that I thought, right? Because I, obviously I watch the Twitch streams that you do, but uh, 
you've got a wrestling office and I think that's cool as <laughs> I can see the belts in the background as well uh, they look, is there any chance before we get cracking can we get a couple of looks of the belts up close would that be possible yeah, or are absolutely. They, are they would that be alright you are, you I've, are, I've you... actually got like bottoms on otherwise this would be very awkward oh my goodness <laughs> Here we have belt number one. This is my UCW women's. Oh champion. my god, that's a hefty one. That's yeah. the guys down in uh, Sutherland. Is that yeah, right? That's it. So that's uh, Ryan and Darren. Shout out to, to Ryan and Darren. Check this uh, out. And I've had this belt since August 2019. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was a pandemic. <laughs> Do we count that? Do we really? <laughs> Let's count it, man. Let's count it. Let's go for let's go for Roman Reigns. He's, oh yeah, you blitzed it. You've been a champion longer than Roman Reigns. Man, let's get get that on the posters. What's the other one we've got there? Hold on, let me get it. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. OCD. Here we go. This is my W3L Women's Championship. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. I'm a two-time women's champion with it. And fun story, I actually beat my, my wrestle magic La Dark for it twice. Oh no way, the same person twice. Yeah. Well, if you're watching, get it up, you Lindsay. That's all we've got to say. Right, moving on. Uh -huh. uh, that looks brilliant. That's really brilliant. But uh, uh, if you are a pro wrestling fan by all me measure, get some comments in. We're gonna get back to that later on. But uh first of all, man, there's so much to cover. I guess we have to talk about wrestling and lockdown just a little bit because obviously you're training, but you're back wrestling full yes. a full schedule now. You're getting back out. We saw some clips of the work he did when uh, everything was closed up with ICW when it was wrestling in front of no fans. Yeah, I'm um, sure you even asked this, man. We've we've all seen football with no fans. Mm -hmm. We've all seen. Well, I don't. Cricket doesn't have any fans. Do people go to cricket? I have no idea. Um, we've all seen. Uh, if anyone watched the Eddie Hall Thorn Beyonson fight last night, you'll notice half the place didn't have any fans. That's because I don't think anyone really gave a shit. But uh, that's neither here nor there. How was it wrestling in front of no fans? Ah, uh, so for me, I found that obviously there was the downside to it uh, because. Yeah. For me personally, I enjoy having a crowd because you always get that one person, like when, when I'm a heel and I get that yeah. one person to bite, that's me. It's like, it's the way I'm in real life when I, I know how to push your buttons, I'm just going to keep doing it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't have that person. And then just not having that back and forth, I really missed that. However, going into the tapings the first time, uh, and I was told like there was going to be no fans, obviously, um, I was a little bit intimidated because I was like, yeah. Ah, uh, damn, like a whole lot of my shtick is just giving people abuse. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And I was, well, and I, I, like, I, could, I could take from that because when I was doing the stand-up gigs before Zoom became a thing as part of it, and they were saying like, you're going to be doing gigs where you're just talking to a camera. It's like, shit, a lot of my stuff is audience interaction. I'm going to have to start writing some jokes. Um, but, so you were kind of the same thing. You like that little bit of audience interaction. Yeah, you like that absolutely. little bit of a little bit of heat, as we call it, in the biz. Um, mm. uh, so, what did you do? What did you do? Did you have to make an adjustment? So, uh, when I was when I was speaking to a peek behind the curtain, when I was speaking to the agents uh, prior to my match, yeah, uh, they were giving us they were giving us advice. And uh, one thing that I was told was just interact with the camera. That that is your crowd right now. Uh, if yeah. you do a lot of interaction with the camera, you'll make that connection. And then it was as soon cool. as it was put to me like that, it was literally like, right, okay, let's go. And uh, and I remember being behind the curtain because not only was this like my first time 
with no crowd. This was my first time uh, in a very long time being on ICW again. That's right. And, um, and now on the WWE Network. Yeah. Oh, and, and then it was a uh, fun story about that. I forgot <laughs> about that. <laughs> like, because... Um, but I'm glad I did, otherwise I'd be like, <sighs> and I'm already like that before my matches. Like, I have really bad anxiety. Okay. So, <laughs> before I wrestle, I'm usually a heathen mess. Uh, right. So, if I've remembered that. So, then it was, I believe it was uh, Angel. It was either Angel or Anastasia that uh, I wrestled for my first ever match. I think it was Anastasia. And, right. um and I was talking to Scott Reed backstage, and he went, "Yeah, so it should be up on the network in the next couple of weeks." And I came out, "Oh, oh, I forgot that's where it was going." <laughs> for, for anyone who doesn't know what the WWE Network is, it's kind of like it's probably the premier place to watch mm-hmm. pro wrestling right now on the planet. I think it's the most watched online wrestling. It's Netflix for wrestling. In fact, we'll never know quite Netflix, but it's definitely on its way. I think he's. I think it's something like ten million subscribers have access to this, and yeah. it goes like way beyond. I think it's it's right up there, isn't it? And you know that somewhere, uh, Americans are going to be watching it. People in New Zealand, people all across India. Boa! I got an email from a guy in Boa. I didn't even know that was a place. Oh wow! Uh, 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 oh I don't think he could understand a bloody word I said, but God damn it, it was positive what he was saying. Um, <laughs> I noticed that in one of the matches, when I was going through some of the footage of the match you had with uh, Angel Hayes, yes, uh, I didn't notice it was a couple of times that you you did look like you were having a lot of fun, literally screaming <laughs> right down the lens. There is a bit where you were literally stamping her face to gooing, go, ah! <laughs> right, and I'm like, yes, <laughs> getting about it. But it's it's so crazy to me that you mentioned having anxiety before a match because. Emily Hayden that we see yes. that goes out there mm-hmm. is a complete stark opposite of that. Is, oh, yeah. it, is it is it you shifting a persona? Do you manage to do that? Or how do you even go about doing that? Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, I get nervous before mm-hmm. gigs sometimes, but I can kind of settle myself down. Mm-hmm. Um, but never to that point. How do you manage to do that? So... Uh, I'm a big comic book fan. I've always yep. been a big comic book fan. Uh, the same person that, that got me into wrestling got me into comic books. That's my dad. Uh, and I always equate it to Clark Kent and Superman. Okay. That's how I, I like to think of it. So uh, anytime people talk to me about, well, how did you manage to do this or that? I'm like, I didn't do that. Emily did that. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, I always That's feel like Emily's the one that gives me the confidence where yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Where is insert trip name. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just like, I couldn't do that. No, absolutely not. Well, I, I always make a big thing about how, uh, how the Billy Kirkwood on stage is not the Billy Kirkwood that you'll see oh. kind of walking around getting like turkey dinosaurs for the, <laughs> for the wings <laughs> and, and, and Tesco's and shit. You know, it's not it's not that guy. But, he's, uh, um, but in terms of the matches that you've had, I mean, you've got a great body of work behind you as we're opening things up in 2021 into 2022. Uh, We'll get back to that in a minute and the road miles that you've put down. But I guess we have to get the question out of the way. You mentioned it was dad, right, that got you into wrestling. I'm not going to ask necessarily the road in, although we might get talking about some of the Mm -hmm. training stuff in those early days. But I want to ask you, what was the thing that you saw in wrestling? Because everyone's got like, maybe it was that first clip, that Mm -hmm. first match, that entrance, that T-shirt. Yep. What was it that made you go, made you feel that flutter for the first yeah. time and go, oh my goodness, what is this? 
so I've got two stages of it. So my, my first it. stage was uh, when I became a wrestling fan. Right. So it was my dad and my brother. They were my best friends growing up. Uh, I was I was quite the tomboy growing up, and okay. uh, anything that they were doing, I wanted to be involved in. That was how wrestling came about. And I remember looking up at the TV, and it was Chris Jericho's debut on Raw, and nice it was one. back and forth with The Rock. And I enjoyed the the pantomime of it. I enjoyed the theatrics. Uh, never forget Jericho with the pouty lip after. I loved it all. <laughs> and do you, do like, you want to know? I use the pouty lip to this day. I use his pouty lip to this day. <laughs> Whenever anyone says anything for comic effect, what an embarrassment! <laughs> um, the Jericho thing, the back and forth, that just that just hit you. Yep, yep. Everything oh, about it was a. Uh, the witty comebacks, it was the facial expressions, as I said, it was the theater. And I always remember his entrance on WWE as well. Yeah. Uh, I remember reading in one of his books uh, that he was inspired by Michael Jackson for the entrance. He, he says he saw him live at a, a concert and right. he saw him like he started like doing that. And then oh. Michael Jackson turned around and he says he loved that whole theatrics of it. So that's where his entrance came from. And I, as a kid, I loved Michael Jackson music as well. So when I found that, I was like, <gasps> I had never made the connection between Chris Jericho and Michael Jackson. Uh, never, never at any point. But it does make sense. I guess he kept reinventing himself. Yeah. So that's the first one. And that's a great one because I won't lie, that is a is it seems so silly what it is, but as a debut, it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Like I've that's one that I'll hit on the rewatch. You know, I'll get yeah. in the YouTube machine every now and then and just have a wee rewatch. Um it's return when he came back as a heel. Ah, it's not really half as good, but you appreciate uh, it in a different way. And a different way you kind of appreciate it when he's making fun of himself. Anyway, oh, moving yeah. on. We, we won't get into <laughs> we won't get into somatic we're here all night. Oh, but, I'm a uh, so I could keep talking about him all day, you know. Look, how far right, we'll get out of the way. How amazing does he look in AEW just now? Oh, like one hundred percent. Absolutely like, love him. Motherfucker lost about like two stone in like a week. <laughs> what the hell? Just as Jim Cornette was giving him a hard time for being a fat ride, and I, then out of nowhere, I'm flabbergasted by it. I was like, I need to get that tape bottom that he's clearly got, you know. <laughs> and now he's reinvented himself after all these years of being a pro wrestler. He's a mm -hmm. sports entertainer, which yep. has different connotations, but uh, um, in some in some circles, it's considered to be well, it's considered to be a bad thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we we can we can talk about that later on, I guess. But what was the other one? What was the other moment then? Because you said there was two oh. stages. <laughs> Just like any other uh, women my age that's involved in wrestling, nine times out of ten, they're either going to say Trish or Lita or both. Okay. Uh, so for me, the moment I went, I want to be a wrestler was when I saw Lita and she hit the top rope moonsault for the first time. Oh, yeah. And I went, oh, my God, girls can do this too. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I was like, right, okay. I want to watch more of what she does. And that was when I became a fan of Lita and Trish. And what we know that it's iconic, so... What did you make? I mean, yeah, because certainly they were kind of like the godmothers of ushering in Western yes. wrestling, I would say, sort of a new era where uh, the move sets would be increased, the times and TVs, mm -hmm. they got a given time to still storylines, even though maybe the big jump would maybe still be another 10 years away until yeah. we saw that revolution in NXT. But what did you make of women's wrestling before then, women in wrestling? Because obviously we did have plenty of fantastic, wonderful wrestlers in there. Oh, yeah. We're going all the way back to, uh, I've got to watch USA here because I know, uh, uh, I've always got, what's the one, what's the one I got? What's the one I got hit? Wait, what's the one I got powerbombed by? Uh, I was getting confused. 
May Young, May Young, May Young. Because we don't talk about the other lady. Because well, if anyone's seen the Vice documentary, we'll just jog straight on. Uh, but uh, uh, exactly, exactly. But uh, um, I mean, there've been loads of historically wonderful female wrestlers. Lots of great ones over in Japan. But Western culture, we just hadn't quite made that connection yet. And I'm yeah. not taking anything away from in Britain where they were a huge part of the show, mm -hmm. which I never understood that hadn't translated to America. But what did you think about how the likes of WWE and what have you were representing sort of women's wrestling before Lita? The best way I can describe it is, like, especially with the Attitude Era, is that mm. obviously the, the demographic there was young men. Yes. So, of course, they're going to cater to that. I totally understand that. Uh, but I appreciated the fact that it still catered to young girls like me watching it. So it's like, yeah. I can always go back and be like, um, Lita when she wrestled Stephanie McMahon for the, the women's title, for example. There, there was nothing like sexual about that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that you had uh, Triple H involved in that, of course. And yeah, uh, so there was like all those great sort of stories mixed in with the brand panties matches and stuff. But even at that, though, the, for for me, like some of those matches were quite entertaining. Like you, you, yeah. get, you would get like crazy uh, moments out of those. Oh, def oh definitely. It's, <laughs> it, it was kind of interesting because they were kind of going, "All right, well, listen, if we're not going to get the attention that we should do, then mm -hmm. we will go the sports entertainment route and mm -hmm. knock down that glass, knock yeah. through that glass ceiling." So it's quite it's quite funny mm -hmm. how when I hear people being quite derogatory about that period, it's like, well. Not to be funny about it, but it was still the highlight of the shows at some yeah. point. You're like, you got to think about it. And I would just like to point out, people forget this fact. If it wasn't for the fact that we had moments like that, we would not have gotten the iconic ivory as rights to censor. Just saying. I've got to say, I fuck it. See, when she came back, when she was at <laughs> yeah. the, the, the Women's Royal Rumble, I popped heavy because it was right to censor ivory. And I like, right, first of all, let's just take it away from it. Totally a crush of mine when I was younger. Moving straight on. But also, what a worker, man. She's like, she was such a, so, no two ways about it, such a cow. There's no two ways yeah. about it. You, you hated her and then they couldn't beat her, man. She's incredible, incredible. I would love to see. Why did she never get another run? Why did she never get another run? Know. And it makes me sad because I think about like moments, for example, where uh, she was wrestling China and China girl pressed her and just dropped her. And I, oh, I don't know why, I always just think of that moment. And I, and I just remember as a kid being like, ah, when she did it. Because I was like, she's a cow. She is an That's... utter cow. Don't don't get me started. Don't get me started. <laughs> but it, um, but that's, um, so it comes to down to you getting involved with pro wrestling. And the thing is, in Scotland, and I think I've said it before, we, uh, God, we, we punch well above our weight. The talent we have here is incredible. The fan base we've always had here has been like white hot. But I think because of the way of the world at one point in Scotland, well, you guys don't really do the wrestling. That's for the other parts of, you know, the United you guys just, uh, you know, it's uh, at least a sort of the generation, a generational thing. Like, oh, you don't wrestle. You get a job in a shop. You have 2.1 kids. You don't, you don't, you don't do anything like that. Right. But thankfully, a generation of folk came through that wanted to break through that. And on the basis of that, we started having a scene. Where did your sort of jump into pro? Because like, there has to be a moment when you go, I'm doing this. Oh. I'm doing this. I'm going to go for it. How did that happen? I know it's a kind of backdoor way of asking the question I said I wouldn't ask, yeah. but I am eager to know. I am eager to know. No, it, it, I think it's an interesting, 
I think it's an interesting story, but um, it was one of those things. Uh, you you hit the like you hit the nail on the head with that one. So for me, it was always you had to go to America if you wanted to do it. You had yeah. to go to America because uh, I had no idea about the the scene that we had here. And yeah. for me, it wasn't until I was eighteen years old and I was at college, right. and one of the the boys in my class, uh, it was a computing course I was doing, and. Um, the boy in my class said, because we, we were talking about the SummerSlam of that year, uh, 2012, and right. uh, the boy turned around to me and he said, oh, do, do you like wrestling? And I thought it was like a, like, try to chat me up, you know? <laughs> and I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, he, and he was like, oh, well, my sister's a wrestler. If if um, you, would, you ever thought about like doing it. And that way, again, I've got the guard up, so I'm just sitting like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, your sister's a wrestler, cool, okay. Uh, yeah. And then two seconds later, he pops up onto the Facebook, shows me the uh, photos of her as a wrestler, and I go, oh my God, where is this? <laughs> and uh, who, Can, can I ask who the wrestler was? was? Uh, Shelly Starr. I don't know if you oh, remember. Oh, right, Star, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Slightly before, like, slightly before my time, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I certainly know her now. Yeah, yeah. So it was uh, Shelly Starr, and uh, so I was like to him, where is the school? How do I get to the school? Give me the details. Give me all the details. Uh, so I got all the details off of them. And then I remember my jaw hit the floor because I found out that the school was around the corner from where I stayed at the time. No way. <laughs> yes. It was a five minute walk. <laughs> and I thought if there was ever a sign for me to go and start training, that is it. Oh, uh, so the following week, I went and I attended my first class. Wow, right, yes. uh, we got to talk about the first class, man. Because I've only did like uh, um, I did a little bit of wrestling training, but with no interest in being a wrestler. I sit there, I commentate, I try and tell the uh, the whys, not the what's, and all that. I try and let, but I think you know, I've got to take some bumps, I've got to get a little bit of learning just to do that. And the like, it's fun. I want to make clear to anyone that is ever thinking about becoming a pro wrestler, it is fun but it's like everything else you've got to work you've got to sacrifice and hell level with you is you're good you're you're gonna hurt yourself they say you're gonna take some impact you got to be ready for that if you've ever jumped into a rugby field if you've ever done anything like that you know you're gonna have to accept it you're gonna get hurt at some point um but how is it for you how is it for you taking that had you done anything like that before <laughs> no <laughs> i i was uh i was not athletic i was the, the odd child that stayed at home Played video games, watched wrestling, watched cartoons, and that living was the living, living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Living the dream. Staying at staying at my parents' house, watching all that. Attending college, it was the dream. Uh, and um, so when I attended my my first class, as I, as I said, I've got anxiety. So I walked in. Uh, and it was uh, mats that I trained on. It wasn't a ring. So when I walked in and I saw these mats, I went. <gasps> Am I in the right place? And then <laughs> it was TJ Rage. Uh, he was the one that, that first trained me. And oh wow! I walked into I walked into the class and I met TJ. Uh, <laughs> and he introduced himself, and I was quite intimidated the first time that I met TJ because he's I, a I, big I, monster of a boy. He's a big he, monster. He, he walked he walked up to me and I just went, "Oh hello!" <laughs> and, <laughs> and then. Um, so he's talking me through everything. On oh, your first week, you'll learn how to do your rolls. You'll learn how to do your, your bumps safely. And 
uh, we'll maybe get you trying a couple of sequences and things. And I went, cool. uh-huh. And there was, like, all these boys in the class. And I was the only girl. No way. Yes. Yes. 100%. And, uh, and TJ said, do you want to try anything today? And I went, no, I'll just watch the first day. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. So he he might have been thinking she's not coming back. She's yeah. not coming back. Yeah. But you did. You did. I did. I did. It was uh so he's like, it's okay. And like TJ was absolutely lovely with me. He was like, it's okay, you can just watch and see how we do everything and get a feel for yeah, yeah. it. And um on my first day, in fact, uh, Kenny Williams was there. So Never Kenny, it was just before Kenny Williams debuted. Is he popular? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> and uh that is. For anyone not watching, that is UK NXT star <laughs> Kenny Williams, former ICW Zero G uh, title icon, um, and he was just there getting ready to make his in ring debut. Yeah, so this was just before his in ring debut. I believe it was right. a, a month prior, oh and uh, so I'm watching him. And you know what, Kenny's like, like he's just effortless whenever he does something. So I'm watching yeah. him and I'm going, "Oh God, like, I'm not going to be able to do that." And then he, he, he I remember he did like. Uh, I think it was like a, a head scissors takedown, like in a hurricane runner. And I just right. went, Oh, I'm not gonna be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and um like Leah's insult's never gonna happen. I was like, Yeah, let's be realistic here, Emily. You ain't gonna do a insult, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> and uh but I, I watched like uh, Kenny and a few of the, the other trainees doing training matches at the end of the day, and TJ turned around to me. And I'll never forget this. He asked me, so is this something that you would like to do? And I went, yes, I would very much like to do this. I'll see you next awesome. week. And I took part the following week. Brilliant, brilliant. Who was that? Uh, did you have any pals from that class that are uh, still about to this day? I know your yes. name dropped. Kenny, who, who, who was in the class with you? Krieger. But no way! Krieger started a few months after me, but Krieger is still one of my good friends. Uh, right. So there were a couple of months in between when I started and Krieger started. Holy good fucking hell. Yeah. He's another big boy. All these yeah. tall Can't he stand so, them, man? We, we, like I say, original Airdrie, you know. Like. There we go. Airdrie, Airdrie massive going on. Um, so things uh, start going, which is always great. Like anything, you, you start learning the skills, you put in the time, but you, it's like driving a car. They say you never really start learning how to drive until mm -hmm. you finally get behind that wheel. Yep. And that's something you got to do as much as you do a lot of training. How long do, did you think you were training before you, you did that first match? Oh, oh, you mean like uh, my in-ring debut or yeah. just my training match? Because like those are two, two, two different I'll, I'll, We'll go straight to it because I don't want to put a time frame on anyone's. Oh, like, you know, yeah. the, 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 so <laughs> let, let's say the first in-ring match is an actual debut debut. So I took a little bit longer than most, but that's because uh, the just the, the way it worked out and, and things like that. Uh, because I don't think there was many girls at this point as well. Um, okay. Because this is when Kaylee had started breaking out all over the place. So Kaylee wasn't around in, in Scotland much. She was predominantly in England and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, certainly here in Scotland, I mean, right about the time, not not to cut you off, but I do remember there was a finite number of um, female talents yes. in the ring. I mean, they were certainly there, don't get me wrong, and there was a couple that were really new. And mm. I mean, like, really new. Yeah. But you're right. It was kind of like, which must have been frustrating for you, like, kind of like, come on, let's let's get these numbers up. But then when you're going into a class and there's only one person that's uh, sharing the gym with mm -hmm. you, that's going to be difficult. So 
What was that first match then? What was that first match? Talk us through it. Did it go oh, well? So I, it took me two years before I debuted. So that was 2014. Okay. May 2014. It was a friends and family show. So we used to do uh, Academy Attacks. That's what they were called. Uh-huh. And uh, mine was a mixed tag. And everyone that's a, that was involved in the mixed tag does not wrestle anymore. <laughs> None, of them. None of them. You outlasted them all. Yes. I outlasted them all. <laughs> There can only be one, and I was the one. Yes. I'd say, I'd say that's a pretty good footnote to the career as well. That's pretty good. I'm the last one standing, Boochies. Um, <laughs> right, we, we've actually, before we go any further, we've got to talk about Wrestle Beach. We're going to jump about a wee bit, but we've got to talk about Wrestle Beach, right? Um, when you started wrestling, it's important for you to get a character. It's important for you to develop. What were you doing in those early days, or were you Wrestle Beach from your thought? When did uh-huh. that all come about? I was absolutely not Wrestle Beach from the get-go. Wrestle Beach okay. was like a Pokemon evolution for me, you know, like <laughs> I had like my three stages and, okay. and I finally reached Wrestle Beach and that was me and I was like, ah, this works, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But when I first started, I always tell this, um, when I first started, I was generic female number one. Like uh, I would come out okay. and I'd be like, come on guys, you know, I was that was me. And... <laughs> And, um, uh, can I can I can I bring you something from uh, the the all the tapes of uh, young wrestlers that I've seen? <laughs> Come on! Yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, there it is. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you. Oh, yeah. now, I know there's going to be plenty of trainers going. He can fuck off, but there it is. There it is. It's like all the bad guys do this. I'm a bad guy. Oh, he must be a bad guy. They're flipping. Not family shows, of course. Um, that'd be well out of line. So. Generic female number three is what yep, we're going yep, that at. That was this me. Point. I was like create a wrestler female number three. That that was me. I had uh, I had my light brown hair, really dark tan, uh, bright purple gear with Hello Kitty on it. Don't nice. know if you remember that one, Billy. Yep. I do remember that one. Yeah, I, I did want to say anything. I was just going to let you tell the story. <laughs> so that was me. But please I, tell I, me I didn't say anything on commentary or a show or anything, did I? No, you pointed out that I had Hello Kitty on my gear, and you, you were very complimentary. Just, and I was yeah, like, Thank but. You. but <laughs> once upon once upon once upon a time, I used to once be just a proper knob. Once upon a time, uh, <laughs> uh, pre wrestle beach, pre wrestle beach. But uh, um, so you're you're. But the thing is, it's important. It's part of the evolution. Yes. You're getting steadier hand in the ring. Mm-hmm. What what do you do to kick things off? Because as well as that, like you're 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 wrestling for maybe a couple of regular promoters right yep. about that time. Yep. How do you start getting out there? So, so for me, it was uh, funnily enough. I was actually talking about this today with someone at, at training. Um, I, as I said, I didn't have a character, uh, but I don't, I don't regret that in my, my first two years of wrestling because that was the time for me to get used to being in front of a crowd. Uh, yeah. Trial, trial and error. Uh, well, this works. Oh, great! I'll keep doing that. Oh, well, that doesn't work. So we'll, we'll tweak that just a little bit, and uh, eventually I started finding my groove. But. For me, I was actually a babyface when I first started wrestling. And then one day... I thought you were a babyface now. I thought you were a babyface now. What are we talking about? Never. (laughs) Sometimes. (laughs) But but you were a babyface when you started wrestling. By that, you mean kind of as you would expect a babyface to be. Yeah. Yeah. So, but funnily enough, I did actually do like headsets and hurricane runners back then. So... Nice. (laughs) Nice. Where does Wrestle Beach come in? Where does Wrestle Beach come in? Oh my god! So Wrestle Beach didn't become a thing until I want to say twenty nineteen. Yeah, twenty nineteen. Really? Yeah, twenty nineteen. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, 
it actually came about as a joke. So uh, one of my best friends in the whole wide world, Ashley, uh, she actually started training. That was how I, I met her. But then uh, because of health problems, she had to stop. Uh, right. and, but we stayed in contact and we've been best friends ever since. And uh, cool. so anytime I go somewhere, like, brand, like I go anywhere to wrestle, but predominantly when I go somewhere in particular, like brand new. So I was debuting in Newcastle, I believe it was. And uh, she was messaging me, let me know when you get there, okay? I was like, yeah, no problem. And uh, she and I call each other Beach. Hey, Beach, what's up, Beach? What's going on, Beach? And I said, that's me in Newcastle. I'm just about to get ready to do my match. And she's like, oh, Wrestle Beach taking over. And I was like, ah, I like that. And I just started the, like doing it on the show for a laugh. And people were like, really gravitating towards it. And, I, and it was that kind of a moment where I was like, hmm. Let's see where else I can take this. And it just kind nice. of from there. So it's very much like your Austin 316 moment. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like it wasn't meant to happen, but it just happened. Yeah, 100%. Like um, I, another, like a big reason for the whole Wrestle Beach thing is I am a big fan of Jenna Marbles. I love yes. Jenna Marbles. Oh man, Jenna, come back. Friends. Jenna Marbles can come back to YouTube, yeah. man. Come I'm on. Re- I, I was so sad. Like, not only did I not have wrestling during lockdown, not only could I not see my friends and family, but I didn't have fucking Jenna Marbles. I was like, what is this? I was like, 2020 is cancelled. That's it. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. Uh, but you took an inspiration from that because obviously, mm-hmm. uh, the wrestle. how would you describe the Wrestle Beach character? Because there has been a, I mean, I think when I've had to describe her on wrestling commentary in ICW, it's always like she's a social media influencer. Yeah. She's, uh, I think, that you probably got one of the longest <laughs> in character bodies of work for us to lay out for you. How would you describe Wrestle Beach, Emily Hayden? Oh, God, one more delusional. What? Oh, <laughs> delusional. Uh, as you say, is she the I'm Billy from Mean Girls? That's what I want to know. Is she the Billy from Mean Girls that effectively became a wrestler? Yes. Essentially, uh, she's kind of a based on the bullies that I had as well at school growing up, like uh, with the snarky comments and uh, the backhanded compliments, like, oh, you, like, mm, you don't really look nice on that. I'm just kidding, you know? Uh so. Motherfuckers, motherfuckers. <laughs> All I've got to say, motherfuckers. I got Billy to school as well, and I've been nasty to every time I've met Billy. <laughs> hey, man, nice to see you. Go fuck yourself. Go yeah. fuck yourself. I remember uh, one of my bullies tried to add me on Facebook, and it was a boy that used to bully me. And uh, because I, I'd started wrestling at this point, so I'd, I'd lost weight and I'd completely changed my appearance. Uh, right. And he tried to fire into me via message, and I went, Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that felt good. I bet that felt good. Oh, it felt amazing. <laughs> and I remember I remember after it being like, <laughs> got him. <laughs> uh, a big problem is when we all talk, I mean to somebody and then I'm like, oh God, I'm not that person. Because again, the, the, the guy on stage, total prick. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's funny. Uh, but the guy in real life is more like, like I'm way to I'm going to cuddle my dog. Um, but uh, moving on from that, so um, Wrestle Beach is, is one thing, but we were talking about getting out there. You mentioned Newcastle. Obviously, no, you've wrestled down for mm-hmm. the guys at UCW down in Sutherland, and uh, I know you've wrestled elsewhere in the country. 
getting out there though, how do you even approach doing that without giving it away too much? Because obviously, I don't want to give away, you know, give away all your secrets. Who's going to need Vessel Beach? You know, like I can't give away all my, my magic tricks, you know, exactly. But, uh, um, what was it? Did, was it important for you to start wrestling in front of other crowds? Because some people. Like you get it in anything, you get it in music, you get it in you know acting, you get it in any form of creative arts. And yes, that's right. Anybody watching, I actually consider wrestling to be a creative art form. Get it up here. Um, but um, was it important for you to get some, to, you know, get some miles under your feet and just oh, get yeah. out there in front of new audiences? One hundred percent. It's it's like as you say, Billy, with, with all the things that you listed, uh, the the thing that they all have in common is the more experience you get, the better you're going to be. Yeah. So for, for me, it was the more the more the more matches that I get, the the better I'm going to be. The better I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do this character, and yeah. So I I just started to put myself out there. Uh, a lot of it was I would go to shows that I wasn't booked on and help out, get my face cool. out there, uh, start talking to what? people I normally wouldn't talk to. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad always says this saying: uh, "Shy boys don't get sweeties." So I keep that in mind. So, oh, that's how you get bookings. Oh, is it the? Uh, I think the old generation is the squeaky wheel doesn't get the grease or something like that. Is that? <laughs> yeah, I've heard know. that one too. I know. I'd literally make make a living messing up <laughs> old sayings, man. Uh, I'm sure it was like, what was it? It was. I was looking for a Sadie and Neil and uh, fucking what was it? Looking for a oh, is it a needle in a haystack? <laughs> man, I used to get that fucking wrong all the time. <laughs> I used to get it like. Um, but anyway. Um, in terms of what you um what you did, so you've got yourself your persona, mm -hmm. things are rocking and rolling, and then obviously, boom, lockdown happens. Now, yes. yeah, you get opportunities for companies going into that, but I asked this to everyone, and thankfully, I think we're starting to get to the point where you can start not asking that question because mm -hmm. the time between lockdown and being out of lockdown is yeah. starting to get you know wider and wider away. So it's a distant memory. Although I will say this in advance, 2022 can buck up its fucking ideals. Putin, right? I'll just uh, I'll make that clear. But yeah, um, that should have been told. Yeah, that's listen, listen, yeah. Putin, or whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, um, but in terms of what did you think? What did you think when you saw this coming and everything went bang shut? What was what, what did you think uh, was happening uh, with pro wrestling? What did what did where where was your mind? What did you think? Oh, uh, I know exactly where my mind was. So I'm gonna paint the picture for you, and then I'm gonna okay. tell you my thoughts after. So right. let me paint this picture for you, everyone. So Emily decides she get the character going. She's starting to get that wrestling ability because this is at the point where I started training a lot more with Bobby Roberts and DCT. So yep. they they tweaked my wrestling style. And uh, they were giving me like a lot more different moves and, and, and such to, to use. Only got to use uh, my new moves, uh, I think, like three times. <laughs> so people only started to see what I, I was uh, starting to do. Okay. And got myself in the best shape of my life. I signed up with Yeston Rees. Shout out to Yeston. Uh, Yeston. Uh, again, Yeston, I would like to thank you for what you did send me in June 2020, but I never used it. Uh, <laughs> moving on. He gets people in amazing shape, but only if they try, and I did not try, Yeston. So you in the it. best shape of your life. Brand new I, moveset. Oh ready to take and off then, the world. And then I got new promo shots taken, and I remember 
like it just went insane when I put up my new promo pictures. Right. And I was like, oh, Emily got in really good shape. Like, uh, and I actually remember uh, someone even said to me, you've got ab dimples now. How did you do that? Holy <laughs> um, shit. Yes, then. And uh, I still have it as my profile picture on, on Twitter because I maintain the fact I'm going to get a good use out of it because I never got to use it during bloody lockdown. And there was, like, posters with me on it. And I was like, ah! So, like, my, my, my reaction was, because I couldn't use it. And I was like, well, 2020 is cancelled. Yeah. I'm going to eat some chocolate. I think it's pretty much what we all did. I think you just <laughs> nailed it. Ah! Where's the food? Yeah, <laughs> Where's the... That's what happened. Uh, um... Watched a lot of Netflix. A lot of Netflix. Played a lot of games. But hey-ho, if it wasn't for lockdown, I wouldn't have actually finally kick-started Twitch, which was something well, that, that I played about with for a while. So, so that's what I was going to come to. I mean, I know certainly there was a, a, a little community of people within uh, the wrestling world yep. that started making that jump. Uh, to create in a very different way. I mean, obviously, uh, Shaman A did a podcast at one point, I think, or yeah, a stream yeah. online, I think. Obviously, Raby Davy and stuff. And I saw that you started uh, your own podcast. Uh, no, podcast, sorry. Twitch stream. Yes. Um, so what's something you'd played about with before? Mm -hmm. So I hadn't actually put the, the idea into motion until lockdown. And... Right. It was more so about trying to find the time because uh, this is when I, I finally felt like I was I was starting to break out in wrestling because I found that I was going out in wrestling every weekend at that point, like living the dream that way. Yeah. Uh, so, and then between my, my actual job and real life, uh, so I couldn't find the time to actually stream. And then lockdown hat. And it, it was actually my other half. Uh, he said to me, well, you've been talking about doing Twitch. Why yeah. don't you do Twitch? And I was like, yeah, I need to get the stuff though. And he was like, oh, I actually have it in my cupboard. So <laughs> I was like, and you're just telling me this now because, but yeah, <laughs> but in all seriousness. So he and I decided to do it for fun. Uh, we streamed Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of yeah. Time. And this was a 24 hour stream that you can act if you go back. Was and... that the first one you did? Yes. That was the first ever stream that I did. 24 hours! <laughs> yes. And you can actually see at points, I'm in the background, like, my other half's, like, taking over playing. Yeah. And I was, like, I was like the hype man whenever, like, he was sitting playing. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're doing this. And then at one point, I just crashed, and you see me in the background, like, this. Oh, no, <laughs> man. And, um, but we, we completed the game. Like, we had to take, like, a couple hours break to actually have a nap. But then we actually came back. A couple hours later and played it and we did complete it so that was my first ever stream and if anyone actually finds the clip of me like falling asleep i'm gonna be so unhappy <laughs> listen in this twitch clip realm of which we live in that's gonna be everywhere by the morning i'm telling you this now i'm gonna find it none else i'm gonna put that on my i'm gonna put that on my tiktok um how did you manage to like even even with a nap? Because I did a twenty four hour radio show once, and I still remember how tired I was. Like it's actually weird to compare pictures between like one day, next day. Yeah. Um, why twenty four hours for the first one? Did you do it for charity, or was it just like a challenge? It was a challenge. We we set out the challenge because 
Uh, Legend of Zelda is one of my all-time favourite games and one of my other half's all-time favourite games. It's one of the things that we started actually talking about before we got together. Um, oh, cool. Talking. And, uh, yeah, and we just kind of set a personal goal for ourselves. We're like, oh, well, it took me this long to complete it when, when I was younger. Oh, yeah, well, it took me this longer to complete it when, when I was younger. And we're like, hey, let's see how long it'll take us now yeah. to complete I- it. I hate to tell you, but the search has already begun. Uh, we've already got someone looking through your stream to see if they can find the clip of you crashing. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry about that. There it is. Sandy. Uh, but you're a very passionate gamer. I know that for a fact. Just very quickly, got to ask, favourite game? What are you oh, playing just now? Shadow of a Doubt, my all-time favourite game is Final Fantasy Seven or Sweet. Ten. It's between those two, but predominantly Seven, because I remember that was when I got sucked into the RPG world. Nice. And what I'm playing right now is I've I've actually I'm actually playing like three different games right now. So when I'm in okay. an RPG mood, I'm playing Grandia Three, which is like one of those games that no one's really heard of, because um, I'm such an influencer that way, you know. And oh, wait, that's <laughs> listen, you'll play the game. Someone else will see it. Boom, we're off and running. That's what we're talking about. What can I say, Billy? I'm such an influencer. Like, hashtag You're such girl. an influencer. <laughs> And uh, but whenever I want to chill out, like uh, I always go back to Stardew Valley. That's my favorite one to play right now. It's a it's basically a farming simulator game. Yeah, it's like yeah. old school Legend of Zelda graphics. It's uh, it's realistically it's, everyone compares it to Animal Crossing a yeah. little bit, but it's a it's a very different game. I think it's, it's a very so different much game than Animal Crossing. It's totally I fucking hate Animal Crossing. My my son plays Metopia, and it's my fault because I gave him that. And then it's like <laughs> I'm gonna move on to Animal Crossing. He's fucking six. I'm gonna move on to Animal Crossing. It's like over my dead limp body, young man. <laughs> you will. Uh, just quickly, a little bit of gaming chat. Biggest disappointment, worst game of all time. Like just well, the one that you go, I hate this. This is rubbish. Oh, oh. I'm actually trying to think. What game have I actually done that with? I'm trying to think if there's any that I've actually done that with recently. Mm. Ones that like, you've just given up on, it's like, this is rubbish, it's too hard. Even ones that are just too hard that you just oh, can't even enjoy right, it. Right away, I can tell you. Um, I love watching other people play them. I love watching like uh, other people doing playthroughs of them. But you Oh know, my God, listen, great. I spend most of my life watching Markiplier and uh, 8-Bit Yes, Man. I'm I a love fucking, Markiplier. Fucking loser. <laughs> but that comes from me watching my brothers playing games yeah. when I was a kid. What are you playing now? Can I join in? Fuck off. And yeah, that was that. literally me and my brother growing up. So I was kind of a more of the RPG side and my brother was more of the horror. So the only time I would get an interaction from my brother, like playing Resident Evil, for example, would be, uh, can you do the puzzles? Because I'm not really good at them and you can figure them out. And I'd be like, great, okay. And I would do them and he'd be like, right, yoink, back, okay. Great. <laughs> but worst, worst game for me, like that I find frustrating, uh, I would say like Dark Souls, like those sort of big games. I get I get gamer rage like I get frustrated quite easily. So I was like, those aren't my sort of my games. It's just easier yeah. if I just I watch you play. I still I still remember like a game. Uh, this show me show my age. I remember getting a game on the Mega Drive called The Immortal and giving in after one minute because literally I died straight. I hate those games. <laughs> I literally I die like thirty seconds into it and it's just fuck this. And that oh, was it. Even at like. Whatever age it was, like, just fuck this, man. I can't be dealing with that. At least let me get past the first screen. Come on. Oh, um, I was like that with Crash Bandicoot recently because uh, I was playing the Insane Trilogy. And, nice. like, the, the, like, Naughty Dog have came out and said that, like, uh, 
the the remaster that they've done for the first game they've deliberately made it difficult so i got to the level uh i can't remember the name of it i'm sure someone watching will probably know but it's the level where you you need to it's like the castle uh oh i'm trying to remember the name of it but i kept getting frustrated with that one to the extent where i went like this with the controller i went fuck that right and i had to walk away that was me and i've not touched it since Good on you, though. Sticking to your principles. I'm tell- I'm one of those assholes that will keep trying to play games again that I know are shy. <laughs> like, like, I'm going to get it this time. Fucking, I just keep going back, wasting my time, wasting my time. Um, we've got to talk about a couple of things in terms of the future, because here we are. We're out and about. We're back in the wrestling world. You're out wrestling on shows for... Uh, I know you've got shows coming up for Respect Pro Wrestling and some other companies. I've seen a couple of other ones. I think you're heading back down south soon. Is that right? Yep, yep, yep. Defending my title next month. Fucking get it, Sal. Is this the title you've held for nearly three years? Yes, that is well, correct. Na- nobody's getting that off you, mate. You beat oh, Rainsy's record. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be an old biddy lying on my, my, my deathbed holding this title and then just like clutching at it. I'm going to be like, you know, the Skeksis in Dark Crystal and he, start, he just like fades to yeah. dust. That's going to be me holding the bell. Someone's someone's going to be leaning in and going, are you all right, Miss Hayden? Come closer. Come closer. Nurse Beach. Like that. Like, yeah, just nail him. <laughs> Dr. Beach, shut the fuck up. Um, but um, <laughs> No, when I die, when I die I, I, I've already got planned out. I'm, I'm going to be like, come closer. The treasure is buried in and then just die. Oh, nice. Nice. <laughs> My plan is I want to hear the boo. Like I don't know if it could be done. You'll, normally, you only hear it after you're dead, but I want to hold on long enough just to go. I fucking heard it, and then point at someone, uh, and that be the last thing they see. I really want to, like, one of my kids or something. I want to spook them. Uh, I want to spook their balls off. And um, <laughs> we're going to talk about the future. What's the plans? What's the plans for uh, Emily Hayden? What's some targets that you'd like to hit? Uh, and is there anywhere that you maybe you you haven't done yet, but you feel it's now's the time. Now's the time. Oh. Oh, right away. Uh, at the start of the year, I actually made a list on my phone of goals that I want to achieve this year. Uh, so I, ca- I love to categorise things. It, it makes it easier for my brain to process and it makes me feel like I accomplish things that a little bit more. Uh, so I, I do small goals and big goals. Uh, right. So small goals are things like getting new wrestling gear and things like that. But one of the goals I set out for myself this year, which I've already started doing, is getting my reality show started. What? Yes. A reality show? Yeah. They're Sweet. on YouTube right now. I, I did not know that. I did not know that. Well, <laughs> reality <we're>... show. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. It's uh, not, in all seriousness, it's uh, basically these promos, I, I, I sat and I mulled them over last year. And I was like, right, this year's the time for me to actually do it. Uh, they're called Life's a Beach very proud of that and uh it is in the the style of keeping up with the kardashians wow as that's just finished this has just started yes perfect timing perfect timing it's the year of the beach so i was like let's fucking go uh episode two will actually be out this wednesday sweet yes I, i filmed it yesterday and it's good. It's pretty much good to go. And can you give us any? Uh, can you give us any um, heads up of what we could expect? You will see how Wrestle Beach keeps herself in slamming board shape. So stay tuned for that. Well, there we go. That's definitely going to get some viewers. I know the people that watch our show. 
definitely going to get some viewers on that. But what's the other targets then? What's uh, some of the other targets? So a couple of targets for me is I'm in talks right now with wrestling in Europe. So Lovely. So that's something that I want to, I don't want to say where or who or, or anything like that. I don't want to jinx it right now because it's still talky-talky. But that's one of my goals for this year. I want to be able to say that I've wrestled at least one place in Europe. Uh, a couple of things for me as well. Uh, I'd love to get back to Ireland and wrestle. Uh, one yeah. of my best friends stays in Ireland. So uh, Hayley the Tiny, shout out to Hayley. Uh, so I'd love to go That's a there. fucking outstanding <laughs> name. <laughs> That's an outstanding name. Yes. Hayley the yes, Tiny. Yes, Tiny though. She is tiny. Like Love it. So I remember the first time I met her and I was like, oh, is there not more of you? <laughs> she's a wee Shetland person, bless her. She's a wee Shetland person. Um, so we want to get back out to Europe. Want to get back over Wrestle Ireland. Yes. Well, maybe what's it? If there was one thing, if there was one thing this year that you go that you're manifesting it, what would it be? Oh, my my two biggest things is one. I would love to work for Pro Wrestling Eve at least once. To be yes. able to say that I've done that at least once, because uh, there's a lot of amazing talent there. there is. And the other thing, the ultimate dream for me has always been Japan. I would love to go to Japan. Paul on the footsteps of of the yeah. woman before me, Kaylee Viper. Yeah. To be able to say that I followed in their footsteps would be amazing. And of course, my wrestling Magella Dark, like she done it too. And I need to match up to my ma, make her proud, you know. She'll like that. She'll like yeah. that a lot. Put her over as well, bless you. Put her over as well. Uh, right, couple of last things, and and then we'll let you get back on with uh, your Sunday night. I'm sure there's some gaming that needs to get done, but um, it's not easy. Uh, I would say it's not easy for, uh, um, and I, I don't want anyone to get the, the wrong idea with this. It's not easy for females to develop in any industry, and why we see things growing and we see things going on. What would you say to someone that is wanting to chase their dream? and is female and is wanting to make that difference, or really any gender, I guess we could say, here we are in 2022. What would you say to someone that is maybe wanting to pursue it, but is hearing self-doubt in their head mm -hmm. or from other people? What would be your advice, Emily? I, I still struggle from self-doubt a lot yeah. of the time. Like I say, I've got anxiety, I've got depression, I'm quite open about that. But if I was to never pursue my dreams, like how, how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed yeah. to know? And I think I would I would be more disappointed with the not knowing than rather being like, well, at least I tried that. So I always encourage, give it a go. If there's something that you're passionate about, just go try it, go try it. Because you don't know where you're going to end up. Like uh, like what we talked about at the start, you could yeah. easily just wrote me off. Uh, oh, she's not coming back after day one. Yeah. Ten years later, I'm still here. I'm wrestling beach and I'm body thriving, you know? Yeah, so that's a... That's, it's, that's a that's a great way of putting it, man. It's like, you know, better to try it yep. than always wonder what that would have been like. You know what I mean? Like, that that's an awesome way of doing it. That's inspirational. Yep. Thank you very much. Where can we see, uh, where's the best place to get in touch? We will put the links, of course, when we put this up in this audio form and its podcast form. Uh, where is the best pl place for people to get in touch? So if you go on Twitter, I recently changed it. So it is Emily Hayden under slash WB. I'll leave you to guess what the WB stands for. Uh, on Instagram, it is Emily Hayden under slash WrestleBeach. I might have given the secret away there. And on Twitch, of course, it is twitch.tv forward slash tweetsbeach under slash Emily Hayden. And on YouTube, it is Emily Hayden. And of course, if you go on Facebook and you type in Emily Hayden, you'll find this mug. There you go. 
Are you on LinkedIn at all? <laughs> I have a link tree. If anyone would like to access that, that is there you go. That was a, on the ball. That was not meant to be a, a segue, but you turned it into one. What a pro! What an influencer, what an ladies influencer. and gentlemen. She knows what she's doing. Emily, I'm going to put you back in the green room and I'm going to finish up here with the boys and girls. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for our amazing guests. Make sure to follow her, the wonderful Wrestle Beach, Emily Hayden. Thank, Thank you very you much. So I'll much. talk to you in a wee second. Right. Awesome episode. That's all we've got time for in this episode of Broadcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to follow everything that Emily is up to. We're going to have some more fantastic guests this month. Don't forget, though, the podcast is brought to you free by Broadbeard Oils. We've got some amazing guests coming up from the Brotherhood as well. You're going to really enjoy them. But if you'd like to help support this podcast, all the guys at Broadbeard, here's what you do. Head over, buy yourself a treat, get yourself a treat. Like I say, they've got beard oils. What the fuck has happened to my beard? I swear I had it when I came in this room. What the fuck? The wings. The wings. Right, well, make sure to get yourself, uh, you can get bonnets, you can get yourself broad oils, you can get yourself anything you want, head over, they've got loads of amazing stuff. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe over on the YouTube as well. John is putting up some amazing vlogs and more of uh, uh, Has A Go as well. You can make sure to check them out over there. Me, what am I up to? Well, if you're interested in coming and seeing me do a stand-up, a couple of quick dates coming up. I'm going to be in Cardiff at the Glee Club this Friday and Saturday night. The following week, I'm going to be at the stand in Newcastle. And I'm also going to be back in Glasgow. I think it's April 1st at the Stand Comedy Club doing uh, uh, Monday Night Improv. Yes. So make sure to check that out. I'll see you again. Yes, it is the part where I'm going to do my best not to look as I press the outward video. Have I done it? Let's have a go. Woo!